Hey everybody, welcome to drive Through review number 443. Today we're going to take a look at Traders of Osaka, which is a game I actually kind of already reviewed, uh, but it was called Traders of Carthage. Now this is the new edition from Z-Man Games. I did get this provided to me by Gamesurplus.com. Uh, this one, sort of a quick review, looks a lot better than Traders of Carthage. Uh, the gameplay is exactly the same, but I'll go ahead and do the gameplay uh, overview for you and then tell you what I think of it. I had a chance to play this again uh, with my lunch group and I will tell you what I think of it after the walkthrough. So let's go. So Traders of Osaka has a typical sort of boring theme. I don't want that to scare you away though. Uh, you're basically trading goods in uh, the, east, the far east in Japan and uh, trying to avoid storms and sort of hedging your bets against those storms and sort of the card flop and kind of watching what your opponents are doing as well. So here are all the components you can get in the game. Uh, you can see there's a board here, and on this board you're gonna have ships in different colors, and these ships are not necessarily controlled or indicative of the player, but they match the different goods that are out on the board. So you've got green goods and green ships and so on like that. And then each player has two markers in their color, and you have a sort of a score marker and then a reserve token. And I'll explain what those do in a minute. But then you're also going to deal out cards to each player until they've got eight gold worth of cards or more, then you'll stop dealing. And then a player on their turn can do a few different actions. And the goal of the game, of course, is to score the most victory points. Uh, works a little bit interesting in this uh, versus other games. So you have one of three possible actions. The first thing you can do is buy goods. And you can see you've got the market here. It starts off with always five cards in it and then the farm. When you buy goods, you always buy from the market and you have to buy every card in the market. And this is the value of the card. So this is three, eight, 10, 15, 17 points or 17 gold worth. So you would have to discard 17 gold worth of cards into the discard pile here to buy that up. And then you would go ahead and actually place these, any cards that you bought, right in front of you. Now the other thing you can do is you can take a card. You simply just take a card and then you add it to your hand and this is gonna give you more a buying power. And the final action you can do is actually reserve a card. You take a marker in your color and then you can reserve any card here in the market or even in the farm. Now, now you can also reserve a card in the market. You may, for example, want to reserve this five because maybe you want to snag that later or be able to buy that, but you can't quite afford it. Uh, so at that point, let's say the next player goes and the, uh, the tan player goes, and when he wants to buy, he can buy every card here, but because you've reserved it, uh, he doesn't have to buy this and he can't buy this. He, he only would buy these three cards there. This would be a total of eight to 10 bucks. And so let's say he bought these like so. And then at this point, there's only one reserved card and that's for the white player. Now, if it would come back to me, and then I could buy or take this card into my hand. And if there are other cards, for example, like this, let's say I had these two, if I wanted to buy, I have to buy all of my reserves and then everything else that's not reserved. But let's say it came back to another player and they had either had an, we'd emptied this market here or we had actually come to a part where it was our turn and this was only a reserve for somebody that wasn't us then at that point you're always going to refresh in either of those cases you take all three of these here from the farm the farm always comes down and then you always take two cards and add it so you can actually have quite a few cards sort of stack up in here and then you always refresh the farm so you know a little bit of what's coming in the future but not everything you get two kind of random cards and then this becomes very expensive to buy again so what is one of the 
sort of outcomes of buying. Well, let's say I had bought stuff. Let's make this a little bit more reasonable, like so. We had, let's say, two uh, red cards and then one blue card, and I was white, and I could buy all of these. So what's gonna happen is, since I bought one blue and two reds, the blue is actually over here gonna move one space. You can see these spaces here. If you buy one card, that color ship is gonna move one space. If you buy two or more cards, then that ship is gonna move two spaces, never more than two. And then as we buy and buy and buy, these ships are all gonna kinda of move along, and then we're gonna go along here. This is maybe several buy actions have happened. And then we get to the point where red moves here, or even possibly two at the same time. At that point, players are gonna to have to score any cards in front of them. So let's say we score red and blue, and then yellow is going to be in these two danger spots. You see these two red spots? You don't wanna to have too many cards of the good matching that ship in here when other ships score. So what we're gonna do actually, let's say that we were white and we had these three cards, or let's say we had these four cards in front of us, we get to actually score these. So what's gonna happen, this is very interesting to explain, but it's not really complex. So you're gonna take all the cards. You have three red cards. You take the highest value on a card, in this case we have a five. So you take five times the number, which is 15. Then you round up to the nearest five. So in this case, we have a perfect uh, divisible by five, so that's 15. And then uh, in this case, we'll take all three because we're gonna score three points because you divide it by five. So we had 15 divided by five, so that's three. We'll take those and then we'll put these under our uh, score marker there. Now for each color that you score, you're going to get a chip in that color. And that can actually add to the total. So if later on we had done like this, it would be five, six for each chip. You actually add one to the highest value. So it would be six times three. In that case, it would be 18 points. So in that case, we're actually gonna round up to 20. Remember, we always round up to the nearest divisible by five, and then we're gonna flip these over, but that's four. So we'll take one card off the top actually, and then be able to score that. And in that case, we of course, we get another red chip. And then if we scored blue, of course, we do that. This would be two times one, so that's two. And then you flip that over, and then so we round up to five. We'll stick that in there like so, and then you get a blue chip and so on. Now, what did I say about these red spaces here? In the previous game, these were called pirates, but this is just rough seas. I kind of like the pirate idea, but I also like sort of the idea that you're you're traversing this long distance to make the sale. If you had any yellow cards, let's say we have this yellow card here, uh, excuse me, that's not yellow. I'm sort of colorblind right now. Let's find a yellow card, Joel. Uh, this yellow card here, uh, and any ships in here, you actually have to discard that card and lose that to rough seas. Now these here will actually reset to Osaka, and then anything in the rough seas will reset back to the sort of midpoint. But you can actually save these cards if you have insurance. Now insurance is as follows. You can see the twos and the threes have these little uh, insurance guys there. <laughs> I don't know what they are. Um, but you can actually discard these at the time of the storm to preserve that. So if I had this three here in my hand, I could discard that and then I sort of tap that card that I preserve and then that's safe forever. So I've got that. It's a very interesting mechanic sort of strategically is you can kind of build up a bunch of these and save them and then you don't worry too much about that and you kind of balance that with the flop and what the other players have. That's You get into that like after 10 or so plays, which I played a lot of this game. Uh, these twos though, they can reserve, uh, or excuse me, insure two cards. 
Now they have to be the same color, so you, these can only reserve two greens. This can, this card here can only reserve one yellow, and so on. So you've got to keep that in mind. So the fives are good because they give you more buying power. You know, if you take cards for money, but you want to sort of buy them up because you're going to get you know more points and get those extra points uh, at the end of the game. But the twos and threes are good because they do insurance, so that's kind of cool. Now you play the game until somebody has eight chips or more. And then that's the end of the game. And then you total up the number of victory points here, and then the number of chips is the tiebreaker. It takes about a half hour or so. But it's very simple. You either take a card to use it to buy, buy all the cards, or reserve a card. The only real tricky thing is that whole dividing by five thing. Uh, but that's not that complicated. It's very well explained in the rulebook. Don't let that swear, you know, shy you away from it. Okay, so that's uh, Traders of Osaka. And like I said before, I was a fan of the original. I think this one looks a lot better. Uh, the theme is just slightly different. You know, it's pirates versus a heavy storm. So take that as you will. Uh, the gameplay is exactly the same. All the components and cards, everything is the same. Just look different. Uh, really enjoyable game. Uh, very, uh, probably best, I think, with three or four. And I've kind of had disagreements with people i guess most people seem to like it not with four they like it with two or three but i like sort of that extra layer of push your luck it just kind of keeps it dynamic and fresh and sort of the unknown of the economics of it you know you get those extra cards the extra flops the cards are over changing a little bit more and you know you've got to deal with the storms a little bit more often you can get kind of caught with your pants down a little bit um which I enjoy. It kind of fits the theme of the game, so I like that. You can kind of, it makes the insurance a little bit more important in that way. So I prefer it three and four. A lot of people do like it with two, more than three or four, so kind of give or take there. It's not horrible with two, in my opinion. I just uh, prefer it with a little bit more dynamics, a little bit more chaos. You got to be a little bit more mitigating with the actions that you take. Uh, but it looks gorgeous on the table. Uh, it's very exciting. You get the new flop of the cars and it kind of changes the dynamics, kind of the current market situation. And you kind of lightly gets those economic gears turning, but the game's super simple. You know, take a card, buy all the cards or reserve a card and that's it. And then they have the whole divide by five thing, which is really irritating to explain because I've had to do it twice now in video and then I don't know how many times in person but once people do it once or twice you get it and the rule book is very very good um, about explaining how to do that and they give lots of good examples about some of the situations where you might dr grab an extra card or not have enough cards to sort of meet the demand of this you know amount of victory points you're supposed to put in the stack uh, but a high recommendation for me um, definitely it's I'm glad they reprinted it because it was sort of a I wouldn't call it a grail game but it was very hard to find a lot of people really liked it and I really liked it and frankly felt bad about doing the review of it when I did it but I've really enjoyed it so I did the review but now you can find this pretty readily uh, very cheaply of course and uh, again I got this from Game Surplus so they definitely have it in stock and something I definitely recommend folks pick up it's worked awesome uh, you know for my lunch group as well you can play it in like Oh, half hour, 40 minutes about that. Uh, so take a look at it. Thanks.